All right, and we are recording. So before we get to uh, today's topic, I did want to hit you with a cold start and a couple, <laughs> a little venting session of the past three weeks. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little therapy for me, but maybe <laughs> our listeners can uh, learn something or at least, you know, chime in and, and help out as well. But for the past three weeks, I've been struggling with a lot in a lot of different areas, personal issues, financial, work, family, mm, kids, yeah. well, actually not kids, God has blessed me very well in that area, but everything else and everything in between, right? Highs, lows, north, north, east, southwest, however you want to put it. So, yeah. but the main thing that kind of finally snapped me out of it was, I'm happy to report to you, is praying. Yeah. Bible reading. Good. Um, Bible study. But the what I wanted to talk to you about <clears throat> in our little cold start was I truly believe that I don't know how, you know, um, the other guy works. And I like calling him the accuser. He goes by many names. Right. Yeah. But for the past three weeks, and I kind of mentioned this in Bible study, the best way to describe it is I feel like I was kind of like in a purgatory state. Like I lost track of the vision mm. and the goals that I was searching for yeah. and working almost two full years for. And I started to get really confused. And I keep going back to this quote to where that God doesn't want us confused. Like he, you know, yeah. things that come from him come with clarity. We make it confused or the other guy makes it confused or we muck yeah, it yeah. up mm -hmm. with worldly things. And I just started noticing what this looked like was... I wasn't progressing in any of my activities like I kept with trying to eat right yeah. and luckily trying to work out. So those slightly increased. The kids stuff went OK, but like the random uh, <laughs> I still feel funny mentioning this. The random sauce I'm developing completely oh, yeah. went to a halt. Oh, Didn't okay. even think about it. Yeah. Video production, photography. Luckily, I described it that I have. You're the other half of this amazing show, which I truly love with all my heart. So you showing up here kept that going, right? But I fell behind on the advertisements and things like that. And it's not that I didn't want to do them. Right. And I just described to you the other day, like when I actually start doing them, I get so fulfilled because there's purpose there. Yeah. Because not only am I flexing my artistic muscles and my design muscles yeah. and, and getting mm -hmm. to figure things out in my imagination. But at the end of the day, the product is for the show and the show is to bring people to God, right? Glorify yeah. him. Awesome. So, but within three weeks, I just felt like this cloud. Like I just felt confused. Yeah. I'd go to UPS. I would try to work. Wouldn't get much done there. Wouldn't learn much. Just felt kind of like I was walking on a treadmill, I'd come home, be tired, maybe take a nap or a quote unquote extended nap, right? <laughs> not not a 20 minute power nap, more yeah. like a two hour <laughs> one, right? And then get up if I had the kids or if I didn't, I would just kind of nonchalantly go about my day. But that push, that drive wasn't there. All of a sudden I blinked, three weeks went by and I was like, what, what happened? Hmm. And I luckily... I didn't supplement it back with old activities. Like I didn't binge watch shows. Yeah. I didn't start door dashing a bunch of food and then my weight and everything went the other way. Yeah. It just literally like the time crept by and I didn't have that drive or it wasn't there. It's like someone kind of fogged up my mind a little bit. Hmm. Like you're like I was driving on the freeway, sunny skies, 
or even rain, but I knew where I was going. Right. Now a fog just hit and I'm just like, I can't see yeah. the destination. And it was the weirdest three weeks. No, I, I sympathize and I've been there before. Like, um, sometimes, and I don't have any, any real like Bible verses to back this up. This is just my opinion. So take it for what it's worth. But I, I do feel sometimes that you're, I'm being opposed and I don't know if it's myself. I don't know if it's my health or energy level, like what it, what exactly it is. But I do feel that sometimes like, you know, I'm doing the same stuff that I did, but I just don't have the energy or I just, I I can't, um, like last week, especially when I was trying to prepare something for Sunday school, I just could not focus at all. Like there's just, I could not, you know, it took to the last minute. I was up really late Saturday night trying to get it done because I just couldn't focus. So I, I get that. Like there's a, for some, for some reason, I don't know exactly why, whether we're being opposed <clears throat> by the evil one or whether it's just our natural cycles of our bodies. Um, we, we go through those ups and downs, but I think what you highlighted that, yeah, I went through a down period, but it wasn't the t- kind of down period that I had uh, maybe two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that That's huge. Uh, and, you know, the Christian life is a practice. You know? I like that. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, especially people that are hard on themselves, they would never say, they would never pick up like a guitar on day one and say, man, I should be, I should be killing it right now. You know, they would recognize, most people would, that it takes some practice to get to that next level. And the Christian life, you know, God says that we need to exercise ourselves unto godliness. And it's really the idea of um, working and growing. So um, we have to continually train our bodies and our minds to reach those next levels of Christ-likeness and that takes a lot of effort. But I, sometimes we get this impression that spiritual growth should be um, should be easy. Yes. But it's really not. And so um, we have to give ourselves, we have to discipline ourselves, keep ourselves under. But we also have to give ourselves grace to know that this is where I was. And I loved how you did that. You said, yeah, I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I wasn't... Um, going back to some of the places yeah. that I know I could have gone. Yeah. And so that shows that, hey, I'm growing. So, you know, praise the Lord for the growth that we're seeing in our lives and keep, keep keep stretching to grow. But at the same time, you know, we have to realize that we're being opposed by the world, the flesh, and the devil, and it's an uphill climb. So um, let's not, let's repent when we sin, but let's not stay in that place of, of, uh, guilt and you know beating ourselves up for for not being where we want to be well you heard it here folks i gave the assist and ben definitely slam dunked (laughs) that one so here we go thank you for joining us
So I don't know if you noticed in the middle of your amazing <laughs> answer right there that I stopped writing because it finally clicked. I was like, I'll just re-listen to the recording. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, so yes, whenever we get some cameras in here, folks, you'll, you'll see all the little things I do behind the scenes while doing the show. But as Ben is speaking and, and I'm learning that was one of the parts of creating the show was i just love learning from ben and and people around me in the christian community was i was literally taking trying to catch up taking notes of what he was saying and then i was like i'll just re-listen to this that's like a work meeting when you're paying attention and all of a sudden they're like well after the meeting's over we're going to send the recording and the powerpoint and you're like all right i'm going to do something else now (laughs) i'm done (laughs) if only i can just imagine if if uh I just pictured as you were saying that management from UPS because there's two different people see me so differently at UPS and yeah. I and I'm pretty spot on or I would bet the whole house and whatever the Vegas term is that management sees me as I don't pay attention to anything. And if they if they chime in the show and they're like, no, there's there's proof right there. He actually does take notes. He actually does pay attention. <laughs> like we want that person at UPS, not not the other guy. So. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Ben, what is the topic for the day? So last week we talked about starting that relationship with God, and we went through the steps that it takes to develop that initial personal relationship with God. So today our topic is, you know, once I become a Christian, I've made that step to start that relationship with God. And, well, I should say, really, God has taken that step to um, draw you to himself so what do I do now, now that I'm a Christian, and what is that, how do I maintain that relationship with God? And uh, so I want to start off by saying, first of all, if you are a true believer, you have accepted Christ as your Savior, that is not something that can be taken away. So uh, don't fear, uh, as some may uh, erroneously teach, that you can lose your salvation. Once you become a believer Uh, what we call the doctrine of eternal security, we strongly believe is that you will not lose your salvation. You will not fall away. God will keep you until the day of your death or his return. So we're not saying in maintaining that relationship that we're afraid of losing uh, that relationship with God that guarantees us salvation and makes us God's child. But what we're saying is, just like you would, you know, you and I develop a relationship. How do we keep that relationship going? Um, make sure we're on the right path together. So we're going to talk about what does that really mean, and how do I keep that that relationship with God fresh and um, something where God and I are. I'm growing to be more like God by donating willingly. To <laughs> show you God. <laughs> if you look on your screens now, folks, scan the QR code. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till someone, <laughs> if like one of my family members listens to that, I bet you they'll look at their phone and be like, wait, this is audio. Wait. So it's like, oh, oh my goodness. So well, number one we had on the list was a reference of time, you said. What was the number one? How do yeah, we start this? Just like if you think about God, he's not a, he's not, you know, just like us, but uh, he is our holy God, and he's above us, but he wants a relationship with us. So if you think of it from that respect, you know, when you want to develop a close relationship with someone, it takes communication, regular communication. You know, like if you're trying to uh, find that special someone and 
get that significant relationship going. You've got to spend a lot of time with that person to really get to know them uh, because you love them and you want to get to know them more. So that's the same for our relationship with God. I think we have to develop a habit of daily time with God, just you and God, no distractions. So, um, you know, that that is key to developing your relationship with God is just setting aside time every day, whether it's in the morning or um, if the best time for you is midday or if the best time for you is, you know, you're a night owl and you got your 30 minutes or an hour at night where you can just pour in your pour yourself into your relationship with God uh, again, same time every day, no distractions. And the reason I say that is because um, there's a science literally behind developing priorities and patterns in your life that will last. And if you follow that science, the priorities become much easier. That goes uh, along with discipline. Yeah. I agree mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the discipline of spending time with God, um, I just blanked on the title of the book that do you remember the title of the book that I recommended to you a Old long time ago? Old Sinner's Newsstand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the title. No, no. I know it'll come back to you, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll, I'll bring this up. So I'll yeah, play yeah. the other guy's advocate because I know my answer, but and yeah. I don't speak for myself, but to each his own. But I have heard this. So one of the reasons that I'm there's many reasons that I'm thankful God that brought God brought you into my life, but one of them is. You have this knowledge source and this lifestyle that I try to not emulate, but work towards, right? It's like, okay, he's been there before. Like if there was Michael Jordan on the court and I saw him doing his thing, it's like, ooh, if if I want to emulate that, well, I have to see what he eats, what right. he practices, yeah, yeah. His, his everything, right? Yeah. So as I'm working my way through life and God is guiding me and I'm around these people, I have heard a lot of time on the specific topic when it comes down to it, more often than not, I just don't have time, right? Hey, I would like to read the Bible more or I'd like to be at church, yeah. right? That's a, that's a very big one. And I'm yeah, at yeah. church yeah. and they're like, and I'm looking at them like, Hey, I'm looking up to you, right. but I'm not, not you, Ben, but I'm right, looking right. up to the person saying this yeah. in this example. And many, many times over, they're like, I wish I had more time for reading the Bible, spending time with right. God. So I, I know what my answer is to that because I'm very much guilty of it too. But how would you respond to that if I came to you and said, Ben, I just don't have time to read. And luckily our table is long enough so yeah, you can't yeah. slap me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a part of you that just wants to, like you said, slap somebody and say, <laughs> everybody has time to do the things they want to do. Get your act together. You, you know, head. like, but I, you know, that probably would not go over super well. So you want to start with asking people uh, what's important to them. And maybe they need just help going through their day. Like maybe they don't realize where their free moments are. Um, So, you know, somebody may say, oh, I'm so busy. I work eight hours a day and then I come home and I have to make my dinner And then I just don't have any time. And then you look at their schedule and you realize, okay, you're gone from eight to five. And then it takes you from five to six to have dinner. So what are you doing before eight and after six? And they're like, well, I have to do laundry. I have to do this, this, and this. Okay. But, um, you know, in that time, 
could you potentially carve out 30 minutes? Yeah. And usually people are like, yeah, you're right. There probably are 30 minutes either before or after. And I think people need to, uh, they need to realize how important it is and they need to really realize the joy that's associated with it. I very, very, uh, very much so. Like yes, yeah. I, I think, I think pastors and Christian leaders go wrong or I don't, when they try to pull the guilt card on everything. Um, I'm you glad you mentioned <laughs> that because here is one thing. So this is one thing I was going to mention was when you're before, before and after the slapping <laughs> was the fact that it's, um, thank goodness. I don't even know how to say this without sounding redundant. Thank goodness. God is our Holy father mm-hmm. because one thing he has above everything is his grace. Yeah. And especially not only, should maybe we be more graceful in those moments? Cause I still, I, I'm only me. Right. So I, right. I stay silent in those moments. I don't, I don't <laughs> preach. I don't say, yeah. Hey, because for anyone listening right now, if anything, I am completely honest. So my schedule, when I have the kids is we're, we're, we're working through the book of Isaiah and we're clocking in around 18 minutes. Right. Yeah. When I don't have them, I am a man of excuses and I slip. So I am not perfect at all and, and i'll admit yeah, that me but neither I'm, but i'm I mean, trying to yeah. get better so one thankfully we have his grace or he gives that um willingly to us two is being from the world or seeing things from the worldly perspective to me and like i said i speak for myself but maybe other people out there can relate is grace feels foreign and mm. i think sometimes i'd almost rather take a slap or an insult or something like that because mm. that is what i've the world yeah. and the evil of this world have accustomed me to. Yeah. So if I were to say in that same situation, hey, uh, Pastor, you know, Pastor Steve, I don't read the Bible and, and they pull the guilt card. My reaction and everything that goes on neurologically, spiritually, like emotionally, I am way more comfortable with that. Yeah. As opposed to grace. And a perfect example of that was this past uh, weekend. I had um shout out to Chris Backus. She um, invited us to her, the kids and I and other people from the church to go see her and her dog, Frankie. Oh, yeah. They do like little dog runs and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah. Yeah. So we were out there and I was talking to another friend uh, named Chris and I said something and her response was very gracious. She's just like, you're doing great. Like it was a totally different topic, but it was very sweet. Yeah. Very awesome. Just you're doing great, kid. Like and this the reaction that i had i think even my shoulders got defensive (laughs) like i felt like and she saw me kind of pull back like because it feels not used to that yeah yeah so yeah that may be it's like a two-part kind of thing if someone shows um grace or is acting you know very biblical like and trying to be how he god is gracious to us and then we pass that on to other people yeah for myself Mm -hmm. it feels i'm not accustomed to it yeah yeah, no, I I guess where I'm coming from is that um, guilt is often a poor motivator. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so each person may need a little bit different approach. Uh, so I'm not saying there's a one-size-fits-all. You know, Jesus, God is clear that when we are helping people, you encourage the weak. Um, so some people need encouragement. You rebuke the... Um, you know, the strong willed, some people just need, they just need to be told, you know, you need to do this. Um, but as a general, um, shotgun approach, 
<coughs> just just saying to people, you should be doing this, and you're not doing it, so you're doing wrong. Um, and it is true that if you're not spending time with God, you're not pleasing Him. But I think that we we miss an opportunity to talk about the joy and um, the the power that comes from submitting to the spirit of God and just locking in and spending time with him. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like that part is missing sometimes. in some of the, the way that we try to get people to, to practice the spiritual disciplines. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hundred percent agree. Cause I, I almost feel, um, one of the, one of the ones I thought was my biggest was envy. But one time, a lot of the times when I read, uh, when we're going through the book of Isaiah and we're having fun and reading things and I'm kind of quizzing myself, quizzing them, they have yeah. this like this smile of joy, like on their face. Like yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're more, it's hard to describe, but it's like, if I were to take a, a picture of them, they seem more euphoric and joyous while we're spending time together reading a book yeah. than when we're watching a movie or playing video games. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's like, if I were to go around saying that to people, they'd be like, you're crazy, yeah. right? So it's just something you it's have to. It's counterintuitive, yeah. Is mm-hmm. You have to experience, but that is definitely, the joys of that are definitely, definitely there. Yeah, so I think, you know, getting back to developing that daily habit, I, I think that that is important. And I do talk about the science of developing a habit a little bit because um, we need to know how human beings work and think and, and use those those influences that we have, um, from science. And, um, I re- there's a book out there that will, um, break down how to form habits. And, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on the title, but it was an impactful book for me. Um, and so what you need to do is make sure that you're setting aside time, uh, place, and um, removing distractions from that time and place. So, aha, did you find it? Is it do more better? A practical guide to productivity. So yes, that's a good one. Um, but the the other one I was thinking of is is not a, a Christian book. It's um, it was a uh, micro something. Um, anyway, then that one I do not have. So and we just to- lost another sponsor. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's but it's just the idea of setting up that place so you know whatever it is for you. At 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be at the table with my Bible. Um, my phone is going to be in the other room, and I'm going to have 30 minutes to do that. And to start off with, I would set a reward for yourself every time that you do that habit. So you're associating, um, eventually that'll help your brain associate that habit with a reward. Um, now, eventually, I think that following the Lord, reading his word, spending time in prayer, you'll develop that that reward will come of itself. But if you um, start off by giving yourself an award, reward for doing those things, that'll help you jumpstart and stay um, into that habit. And that's not just for Bible reading. That could be exercise or anything. And I don't mean to... Um, a- these are spiritual disciplines. I realize that, but um, we can use the best of of what we know about how human beings work to get that jump started. Hundred so. percent. 
All right, number two, I wrote down practice a presence of God. Is that what you had as well? Yes. So All practicing right. the presence of God, um, the verse that I had along with that is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So even the mundane things like eating and drinking, we should do in the presence with the idea that God is, um, is present in our life. And so the point of our life is to bring God glory. And when we daily and moment by moment remember that God is with us it does a couple things it, it gives us a little bit of sense of fear that oh uh, God's watching maybe I shouldn't do some of this stuff that um, I might have done before but also it gives us the encouragement that God is watching and yeah. so when I'm doing right he sees it when people do wrong to me um, he sees it and so uh, living with that mindset, uh, what we call, what the Old Testament calls the fear of the Lord, that God is present, He is with me, so I need to obey. Getting that in your mind that um, God's always there and always present is is important. I love it. So, sometimes I know this is is <laughs> is is a is a bad example of it, but when sometimes when I'm too high on life, I like. Uh, at two three a.m., I'm heading to um, <laughs> heading to UPS, and I'm just yeah. I'm just super excited, and and I wake up, I pray, giving thanks, you know, for the Lord waking me up one more day, take my shower, do all those things, get ready, and like, and all of a sudden that caffeine just kicks in, and I pop like a, another rock star or something, like I'll stick it out the window, and be like, this one's for you, Lord, <laughs> like, and it's just like, <laughs> and I'll just have a good laugh to myself because I'm just like, nah, that's not that's not what that meant. So. <laughs> But yeah, but it's like yes, it's uh, it's much easier, much easier said than done, of course. But I, yeah. I find that when my mind is on point and aiming all things towards the Lord, there is this sense of not only like happiness and grace, but this purpose, mm, and that yeah. is what truly, truly drives me. And of course, sometimes I take it too far because like my. Uh, my son, well, my daughter won't say anything, but my son will say something and we'll be focusing on something, trying to get a task done. I'll go from feeling calm and graceful to purpose driven, then take it overboard. And my son will say something to me like, what are you thinking about right now? And I'll be like, why? And he goes, you kind of have that crazy look in your <laughs> eye. And <I'm> like, <laughs> because yeah, in my head, yeah. I'm pumping myself up. Like, all right, this is the, like the more I get done, like going through the checklist, right? Yeah. Yeah. He woke me up today. I got to do something good today. Let, let's do it. What am I doing it for? For him. And, I, and I'm amping myself up. And then as I'm doing it or editing the wedding video or making advertisements for the show, like he'll see that look in my eye and he's like, what are you thinking about? And, <laughs> and I'm literally on my phone trying to you know, color code the picture or make the font. But in my head, I'm throwing, like, coming out the tunnel at, you know, the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm amping. <laughs> like, I'm totally 100% amping this up in my head. Yeah. And he's seeing that. And he's like, oh, he's like, whatever, man. He's like, you're calm cooking down. spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're cooking spaghetti. Calm, calm down. All right. <laughs> Just to backtrack for a second, I found the book. It's called Atomic Habits. Oh. So, um, sorry to go off on that without that reference but it, it left my mind why but, didn't you um, say so? <laughs> that one <laughs> that one you gave me the look of the other the other one yeah atomic habits so 
So what, but what about that one? So if you can talk about that one for a minute, because you did mention that before, and I think that would be extremely useful because I know it definitely helped me. Yeah, so this is not a Christian book by any means, but it's it's really helpful in that the author is trying to help you understand um, and really help me understand how to develop habits and how to make uh, changes in life. It takes small steps to make big changes in your life, and that's really what it's about. And I think that, yes, we need to pray and um, ask God to help us change, And but God works through, most often through us working too. So like uh, someone used to say to me, um, you can't steer a parked car. You know, so if you're looking for a new job, you can't just pray um, and God drops a job in your lap. Generally, he's going to want you to pull out, put out some resumes and do some work as well. So if you're praying for God to help you develop this habit of a daily uh, time with him where you're praying, spending time in the Bible, <clears throat> meditating on scripture, you need to do the work to build those habits. And this book will help you do that um, by, like what I said, as far as developing reward for performing the habit and maybe developing consequence for not performing a certain habits, um, those things. Like just a simple thing for me, um, when I was trying to start exercising again, I said, hey, if I can exercise, I'm not going to watch the show that I wanted to watch until yeah. I exercise. Love it. And so like, I was like, oh, I got to exercise because I want to see the next episode, you know? So like um, just building little habits into that, your life. And like I said, it starts as associating the good feeling with that habit. And before yeah. you know it, you think like working out is like eating ice cream because yeah. I have this good feeling that I know once I finish this task, I'm going to get to reward myself. And I get it that Spending time with God should be its own reward, and we should love it. And I think that you can get there eventually, but if you're starting out as a new Christian, um, trying to practice and get these habits into place, it's okay, and it's good to use techniques to really get that habit off the ground. Well, here, here's my <laughs> technique, is, and specifically for men out there, is, yeah. is, is I constantly work out when—no, uh, no, correction— I do not constantly work out. When I work out, <laughs> I constantly will turn on uh, Jack Reacher starring Alan Rickson. Okay. Because that dude, he's he's a Christian, which I, I love, oh, okay. and I follow him on Instagram. And, and he says wonderful things, but he is jacked. <laughs> and so every time if I'm just listening to music yeah. or if I'm watching something else or whatever, those thoughts will come into my mind to where I get my ego, where I'm full of myself. And I'm like, ah, I, I did X, Y, and Z. I can stop. But what this helps is every time I look at the screen and he's <laughs> on it, I, there are no excuses anymore. It's like, okay, like he set the bar. Yeah. Now, now, I, now I can do 10 more push-ups. Oh, oh yeah. no, I did 10 yesterday. Or I did X, Y, and Z yesterday. Don't work out today. Hit play. I, I, I at least get going. Um, but all jokes aside, you did recommend that book. It has definitely helped. I can't believe I didn't remember the name of it. But it definitely helped uh, get my butt out of my seat with my photography, video production. Yeah. I did use the techniques in there. And for those of you who have read it, heard about it, he or about hopefully going to read it, um, if you guys need help with that, he mentioned something about a two-minute drill. So he'll break that down. I cannot vouch for that enough. That is extremely useful. 
Um, but combining the two about the book of Atomic Habits and what it says and also our faith is perfect example is this, how I mentioned in the cold start, the last three weeks didn't get much done because yeah. even though I was praying every day and trying to communicate with God and get things going, my vision was not God-centered. Yeah. As opposed to a couple months ago when we started the show and all of a sudden you were getting texts every day of different advertisements because I was very much focused on this is for God. Right. So the point to me or what I found personally is I will never like 100% get out of bed for UPS. Right. I won't do it for myself, won't do it for my parents, won't do it for my kids. But when that light bulb goes off of, hey, this can glorify God, this can help, yeah. this can glorify your father. Yeah. I somehow find the energy, not somehow through him, yeah. find the energy to do it. Yeah. And but that takes practice. Mm -hmm. And like I just admitted, I lost it for almost three full weeks. Yeah. But now I'm continually getting back on it. And hopefully when I do that for 21 days again, I'll develop a better habit and then yeah. onward. Yeah. But yeah. So we are opposed by, you know, our, our flesh, the world, the devil. So it's not a simple matter of building a habit. But at the same time, I think it is. Um, we can take those steps and God will help us do that. I mean, there's just, uh, you know, if we want to have a relationship with God, we've got to know what God says. And that comes from the Bible. Which leads to number three, yeah. church. Yeah, and you've got, that's uh, the next thing. you got to go to church that faithfully teaches the Bible. Um, so our, our, our folks out there, you need to find a church that regularly uh, opens God's word. Your pastor should have a Bible or should be showing Bible verses on the screen or some way that you're, he's communicating that what he's, he is saying is coming from the word of God. It's not just his opinion. Um, that's, that's so important because the Bible is what gives us light. The by um, Psalm 119, 130 says the revelation of your word brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced. It's God's word. That's going to light our lives. It's God's word that is going to train us and teach us to grow. And so, you need to find a church where where you are under the teaching of God's word and you need to prioritize being there because um, that's going to develop your relationship with God as you hear from him and you hear your pastor explain uh, what the Bible means. I, I, I love it. And there's uh, I think I've told there's two pastors at my church that I love, uh, Pastor Brad and Pastor Daniel. I love them both for their own uh, uniqueness. And many of times I've gone up to them, I think Brad, um, more than Daniel, that I've said I felt like today's sermon was directly <laughs> like at me. Yeah. Because I will literally, uh, out of the whole year that I've been just in 2023, I've been going to church more times than I can count, I will be complaining or dealing with something. Yeah. And I'll just be like, I don't like this, I don't like that. Or um, a perfect one. I forgot it was not too long ago was uh, going jumping ahead. But number four of service, I'm like, man, I want to go back to being selfish. I I'm tired of all this work. I'm tired of being tired. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't want to help anyone reading when you when you were and you and I were going through the Bible. And it's like, no, like, you know, Jesus helped people. He wants us to be a servant of right. service. And, yeah. and in my head grinding my teeth and white knuckling to churches. I don't want to help or I don't want to <laughs> serve no one. Boom. Yeah. What are they preaching on? Hey, 
you're feeling stuck. How about you be of service? And I'm yeah. like, I'm constantly like in the back <laughs> row, like looking up and I'm like, was this, was this for me? Like, what is this? What is going on? So that's, that's just, good. That's, that's just good. one example, but it's more times than I can count. I will just be doubting something. And then da- Brad or Daniel will either come in one day and it's just like, bam. And it, and it, and it fills me up. It's like, all right, like yeah. I needed, I very much needed to hear this. But then not only that, it's, um, one hearing two is practicing yeah i think that's and and applying that is so excellent i mean yeah that's what you know that that speaks about the heart of a true believer is going to go into church and say you know lord what do you have for me today from the scriptures not um man i hope pastor brings his a game today because i'm tired (laughs) you know so but yeah that's awesome and i feel the same way i'll Every message, um, you know, the Lord will speak to me through the Bible. And so then what you said about applying that and bringing that home, you know, take notes. And I think talking to your pastor, it's so encouraging to tell your pastor, you know, like the Lord spoke through you today to me about X. That's that's encouraging. Your pastor needs to hear that. regularly so that's that's great and and i'll say it on air now i've told i i say things uh or i throw i i verbally say things now because i want to be held accountable for them Uh and i've been writing i've had more um time with pastor brad and not pastor daniel and i'm trying to work on that we were supposed to have lunch this week and something came up with my schedule yeah yeah so we had to reschedule but i told him months ago that i was writing him a letter and he asked he goes hey you know am i gonna get that letter <laughs> soon and i'm like yeah yeah soon so if you listen to this podcast spoiler alert but the gist of the letter is basically one day the light bulb went off to where i was like i just had this feeling that i wanted to express some things like great things are are said verbally right like if your wife or your kids tell you like i love you right yeah it means one thing to me i'm a believer in that if someone takes the time to write something that's true it it can mean a little more Mm -hmm. right because yeah my pastor is really good about that Yeah. yeah so i'm writing him a letter and the punchline is basically like i think you were meant to preach and what an inspiration you know it is Awesome. Each and every Sunday. Yeah, that's cool. So, well, hopefully he gets a letter before he <laughs> listens to this show. Because <laughs> then he'll just be like, this is what took you so long to write. But it's, it's. I want it to be good. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm an okay writer. I like writing, but I don't want it to just be like, hey, thank you for being my pastor. You're awesome. And then like a thumbs up emoji. Like yeah. I was trying to, trying to like be a little bit more poetic about it like tell a story like hey here's who i was yeah here's who i am yeah and this is how you directly helped me with that yeah, right that's awesome yeah he so would love that I'm, yeah i'm hoping he just see. no that's I, yeah. I just picture him he's like this is what took <laughs> six months no i i think he'll really appreciate that you know like um pastors are people too yeah so like and and sometimes sometimes people don't realize and I'm not saying this on my own accord because I'm, I, I, I'm not a full-time pastor, so I don't deal with it. But my dad uh, is, and so I saw it through his eyes, and um, I do see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like pastors go through a lot, um, yeah. so it, it, anything that a, a believer can do to encourage their pastor, 
I would get behind a hundred percent. So that's, I'm, I'm really glad that you're doing that. <clears throat> oh, no, thank <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, speaking on that, uh, just for myself, I was, and, oh, no, not am because the, the veil has been lifted as they say, but I was guilty of stereotyping pastors. Like I yeah. just, and it's Christianity as a whole. And I mentioned it too many times. I'm like, and I always joke with you on air and off air about, oh, th- this is the easiest thing ever because <laughs> yeah, I'd always uh-huh. picture Christians floating around and n- no pun intended. I just mean like walking around. Right. They always look so happy. The, they're always I always used to joke, be like, oh, the, that couple must be or that family must be Christian. And someone next to me would be like, oh, how do you know? And I was like, because they look photo ready to go. Right. Oh, like yeah. they're just always clean cut, always yeah, not yeah. church ready. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden from that. You think everything's hunky dory that you picture. Um, what's that family? The uh, little house on the prairie. Oh, yeah, everything's yeah. you yeah. know sunshines and rain. Uh, like just <laughs> everything's going. But it's they it couldn't be further from the truth. Right. What now yeah. from the inside out? What Christians and kudos to everyone out there who sees you know Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit as our Lord and Savior is going through is they are bringing their best parts through Him out to the world. Right. right? Yeah. We all have the other side to it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. they are choosing, actively choosing through the steps that we're going through and, and others as well to not act that way or to not bring that to other people. Right. And and they just have my respect, like plain and simple, because it was so easy for me to go out there and slander people, to make fun of people, to be, um, what's the phrase, just like uh, quick with my tongue, just, you know, yeah. just lash mm-hmm. out. Right. Right. But to have patience, to have, to be Jesus, like to have patience, to have love, to have grace, to, um, my friend Luke just said the phrase, uh, be worried more about the log in your eye than the speck in someone else's. Yeah. Well, it's like, I would always be commenting on other people's specks in right. their eyes. Right. And to, to, it's not like they don't want to say that. It's not like they can't see it or can't critique it. Right. But they choose not to is just it, it's I'm you have my respect because I lived 36 years <laughs> the other way. And to try to live too and hold everything back or at least process it differently is definitely um, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. So it's it's very difficult. So going back to that, I think pastors uh, like have. Uh, a very much uphill battle because they are the representation of a whole church. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to carry that must be a heavy, heavy, heavy load. Yeah, it is. And we need to remember to pray for our, our pastors, whoever your pastor is. Uh, you, you know, you're going to church, you found that church that preaches the Bible and you're there taking notes, you're encouraging your pastor and, and pray for him and his family because they're under attack. They're under, um, criticism from the world and maybe even from their own people so let them know you support them and <clears throat> that you're gonna pray for them and hold them up all right numero cuatro service. all right number four serve the lord so i think we talked about you know you, you you've developed this new relationship with god you're trying to follow god now um and there's a lot of stuff that you used to do that you may think i probably you know over time you're going to say that stuff is not what i should be investing my life in so so if you stop there and just say 
I can't do any of this stuff anymore and just kind of think, I don't know what I'm going to do now. That's a really dangerous place to be because um, then you're going to really be tempted to go back to what you know and what's comfortable. So what what you need to do in developing that relationship with God, and this is where church and practicing God's presence with you and spending that daily time with God will help develop in you is that, okay, now, um, as First Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So every believer is equipped by God with certain abilities uh, to use for his service. So now that you have that relationship with God, you need to figure out how God wants to use you in your church and in your community and start serving God um, as he uh, leads you to do that. So maybe the first thing you do is you go to your pastor and say, hey, I'm, I'm here, I want to do something. And you just figure out what needs to be done. You know, like you've done an awesome job of that. Uh, just saying, hey, what can I do? And, you know, you ended up in the sound booth um, or creating, you know, short videos for your church because that's your skill set. Um, that, that wasn't me. You know. That was definitely God working through <laughs> me because I just wanted to be in the potluck area. Like, we have pretty good potlucks. So but no, that's that's tremendous. And that service is fulfilling for you. And yeah. it's, you know, it's... Uh, it's really filling a need at, at the church. So that's what every believer should do. Once you, you develop that relationship with God, start serving. And in that case, your life will start um, being even more fulfilling as you work through uh, a lot of the hard stuff that comes with being uh, new to the faith. One one thing about that definitely is is I'm... I didn't lose my train of thought. I paused for a second because I was going to say that. Or one of the things is I'm truly blessed to be around you, the church, the pastors I have, and the the network, even though it may be small, it is definitely, definitely knowledgeable and loving and fruitful. But if other people are out there and they're asking questions, or if you have any questions to double down on what Ben said, go to people of your church that you trust, that you know, is specifically pastors. And one huge filter that I'm getting that my friends Ben included are helping me filter things through is the Bible. And every time when I started getting going was like, Hey, I have this, uh, skill set X, Y, and Z, or at least I think I do. Yeah. Would, would Jesus want me to use this? And if it didn't coincide or filter cleanly through the Bible, then the answer is obviously no. And I know that right. sounds like a dumb question, but yeah, it's like, I think that's how in, people, including myself can go off on different, like tangents and one of the things was like um photography or videography right it's like i love doing those things but you pivot too far left or too far right in any direction and that can easily be swayed into yeah not right being, mm -hmm. photographing something bad or not <laughs> right, coinciding right. with the bible yeah and so um it, it takes time it takes practice but when I have those questions. I, I know who to go to and they know um, exactly who, like how to answer. If they don't, we go to the Bible together yeah. and try to find that. And I yeah. think that's a huge yeah. thing, but I encourage people to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to, to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever gifts God has given you, interests, uh, personality, he has, you know, uniquely crafted each person. Um, and as, as much as, you know, we struggle with 
our limitations or, you know, how God has made us. That's how God's made us. We need to rejoice in that and figure out how God wants to use us and and get busy because that's where real joy comes from. The world throws out this uh, false idea that um, you deserve a break, you deserve to be wealthy, you deserve all these things. And if you if you check all the boxes, um, then you'll be happy, whatever those boxes might be. But that's spending spending your energy on yourself is never going to make you really satisfied. Uh, you're just not designed that way by God. Serving others, pouring your life into knowing God and um, being with his people, uh, he'll, he'll bring the satisfaction through those things. So the sooner you jump into service, uh, the better off you will be. And another thing about service maybe commented on is uh, with the gifts that God gives us is acceptance. I know mm-hmm. one thing that yeah. I struggled with was um, accepting the gifts from God, as strange as that may be, because I didn't see them as gifts mainly or more specifically. Okay. It's in his time. Right. And not mine. And an example of that is like if I'm winning like an award through photography, videography, whatever it is, and I'm daydreaming. I picture myself now a lot more fit, but still youthful, <laughs> cheering, right, yeah, yeah. holding the award, right? And then once in a while, a realization will hit in. And a perfect example of that is one of my favorite cinematographers of all time, Roger Deakins. Uh-huh. He was always up for Oscars from like, I think his 20s. Didn't win one till almost 80 years old. Wow. Right? So, yeah. and that, and for whatever reason, it's not like I'm watching one of his movies or something he shot, or I'm thinking specifically about it, uh-huh. just once in a great while, the daydream will creep in of me winning an award, and I'm like a lot older, <laughs> a lot grayer, a lot more wrinkly. Yeah. And my initial reaction is, please no. Right? Like, I try to fight it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Lord, please, like, if you're, if this is going to be my blessing, if this is my destiny, just, just now, when I'm youthful, and I can enjoy, and I start... Doing yeah. that compromising thing. Uh-huh. And then eventually it's like, you know what? I'm I'm a fool. Like, if that is my route and it takes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, that's going to be an awesome yeah. 30 years, right? So it's like, but between what I just said in one minute takes about a month for me to kind yeah. of accept. And I yeah. haven't even been blessed that way. But just yeah. even in my own head, trying to process that and envision that and becoming okay with that and then just finally ending with the prayer like once again this can take months two months years even yeah. of just saying you know what lord if if that is a blessing that is coming my way thank you yeah you bring up a really important phenomenon in, in christianity and and that's um there is really very limited circumstances in life that are instant changes yeah Um, and I, I, am trying to think of a scenario where that is the case, but, um, other than salvation, where you're instantaneously changed from a sinner to a saint, um, where you're, you know, you're instantaneously given new life. Um, nice plug for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Buy our CD now. (laughs) What's a CD? I don't even know. (laughs) Um, but the, the, the normal, practice of Christianity and the discipline is the continued saying yes to God and no to sin. And so 
yeah, our minds don't change overnight. Like we don't, you know, you, we've been, I've been developing, unfortunately, sinful habits for my whole life and they don't change. Like if I realize that I'm doing this wrong, it's, it's not going to change overnight. I, I might pray on it. If I pray on it one time, you know, then I can't, that's not going to work. I have to continually pray on it. I have to continually give it to God moment by moment. And then over time, God's spirit will work and change our thoughts. But you're right. It's not a, it's not a one shot deal. It's a daily minute by minute, sometimes battle, um, to get where we want, (laughs) want to be. And on to number five, I think that's, well, these are all extremely important, but to me, this one, I love, what do we have for number five? What did you have there for that? <laughs> Prayer. Oh, yes. We're gonna, okay. Sorry, I lost. No, no I, thought you were, I thought you were setting me up for a joke or something. I was like, wait, we're off cue. We, we, did, we didn't time this right. Sorry, folks. You're, we're editing it live. <laughs> live show. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and close with prayer today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ. This world promises freedom uh, by doing things that do not please you. Those things do not lead to freedom. They lead only to slavery. And so I pray that your people and people out there that are listening who may be enslaved to their sin would repent and come to know you as their Savior. They would develop a relationship with you. I pray that we would find our ultimate freedom and joy in knowing you and developing a sustaining relationship with you that would just be the joy of our lives for now and into eternity. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben.